the Memorare. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to your protection, implored your help, or sought your intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly to you, O Virgin of Virgins, my mother. To you I come, before you I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in your mercy, hear and answer me. Amen. All across the Gulf South, it's 7 a.m. Time to wake up on Catholic Community Media. Good morning. You're listening to Wake Up on this beautiful Monday morning. You are tuning your heart to the truth. I'm Gabby Smith, along with Damian Clotto and David Dawson. Hey, guys. Happy Monday. Happy Monday. I Hello, just everyone. lit the candles. Yeah, I know. It's scary. Of the candles, but yeah. I just lit the candles. It's getting hot in here. That's okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Advent wreath. It looks beautiful. Yeah, it does. It's lighting up the place. Yeah. Violet and rose candles. That's right. Yeah. Very pink. good. Yeah. Okay. Well, today is the feast day of Blessed Anthony Grassi, so we're going to offer a prayer on his behalf. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Pray that we will discover the joy of humility and self-sacrifice while giving praise to the risen Jesus. Glory be to the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. As it amen. Was. Oh, I'm sorry. In the name of, of the I Father, haven't. Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just rolling with it. That's what I do. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> now I got to finish it. I will I after mean, the show. I, <laughs> <laughs> oh you can do it now if you want. It was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Amen. There you Thank go. you. Amen. Thank you. I was, gosh, oh I had to get that out. Okay. okay. I didn't think we'd ever finish that prayer. Oh, oh my goodness. Thank well, you, we have some events in our listening area. We will give you details about at 10 after. We have to move on because we have to get our weather report and fit that in mm. in the two minutes that we have left. Nicole jo- Johnson <laughs> joins us in 18 minutes. She's the creator of My Christmas Angel, which is an alternative to the Elf on the Shelf. Now, not saying the Elf on the Shelf is bad. I'm an Elf on the Shelf fan, but this is something that we can consider maybe for next year. My Christmas Angel. This is something that's really cool. So we'll talk to Nicole about this. In 35 minutes, Alan Migliorato joins us. He's a co-author of Failing Forward, Leadership Lessons for Catholic Teens Today. And we'll be talking about raising Catholic teens in today's world. And in 48 minutes, Dr. David Whitten joins Damien and David in the Batridge studio. He's a professor of theology over at Franciscan Missionaries of Our Lady University in Baton Rouge, also known as FranU. And today we're talking about Emmanuel and Advent. So great and relevant topics for this week. Mm -hmm. Looking forward to today's guests. And Damien, looking forward to your weather report. Well, okay. Should be a very nice day filled with plenty of sunshine for everyone to enjoy. No rain in the forecast. But it will be chilly. High is going to be 67. Primarily, the chilliness is because winds will be out of the northwest at about 9 to 10 miles an hour. And the low will be in the 30s tonight as a short-lived cool front uh, kind of pushes through. It's going to come in overnight. Tomorrow, the high is only going to be 58 degrees mm. with cloudy skies and partly cloudy uh, skies type of conditions. Then back into the 60s for the rest of the week. Uh, and that's going to be the high we can expect. Uh, temperatures in and around the area right now. In Gulfport, it's 41. 
50 degrees in New Orleans, that's the warm spot. 43 in Homa Thibodeau and Covington and Baton Rouge, both reporting 40-degree temperatures for the cool spots in our area. So uh, shouldn't be too bad. Uh, just going to be a little chilly. Make sure you bring a sweater or a jacket with you wherever you go. So you're saying later in the week, the high's still only going to get up into the 60s. Yeah. That's not bad. One day may hit 70. Okay. But, but that's very I mean, comfortable. Yeah. And we, let me and guess, the rain's going to come back for the weekend, right? Because, I mean, this is the, the, that's how the pattern That's been. the expectation <laughs> right now. Uh, hopefully not too bad, but uh, right now it looks like maybe a 30 40% chance on Saturday and uh, 60% on okay. Sunday. Okay. Christmas? Christmas? Don't know yet. All right. Too no, far out. A white Christmas. That's what he's predicting. I don't think that'll happen here. <laughs> there will be a white Christmas somewhere, though. Yes, it will. Okay. Right now, it's five after the hour. We have your gospel and reflection coming your way. A good Monday of the third week of Advent. I'm Father Chris Decker, and today's Gospel comes to us from Matthew chapter 1. This is how the birth of Jesus Christ came about. When his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph, but before they lived together, she was found with child through the Holy Spirit. Joseph, her husband, since he was a righteous man, yet unwilling to expose her to shame, decided to divorce her quietly. Such was his intention, when, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary, your wife, into your home, for it is through the Holy Spirit that this child has been conceived in her. She will bear a son, and you are to name him Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet, Behold, a virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall name him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. When Joseph awoke, he did as the angel of the Lord had commanded him, and took his wife into his home. He had no relations with her until she bore a son, and he named him Jesus. We've heard the gospel, and now we reflect. She was found to be with child through the Holy Spirit. In becoming the mother of God, the entire breath of human potentiality was achieved in Mary. In this marvelous reality, we not only learn of the virginal conception of Jesus, but we are also given a profound lesson in the nature of the spiritual life. It always begins with Jesus residing in and acting in the deepest recess of our being. He is our beginning and our end. Joseph's sadness and his painful quandary about Mary's pregnancy serves as a type of the agony many Christians suffer in times of trial when they are blind to God's secret design in their anguish. But even in the depth of his agony, Joseph wants to protect Mary. His first concerns are for Mary's vulnerability and his obligations under the law, but not for himself. We also experience trials that seem to make no sense to us. And then our soul cries out, Why? And how long, O God? Joseph will eventually be shown that his marriage to Mary and her inexplicable pregnancy will reveal a magnificent plan far beyond anything he could have imagined. And so it is with us. But we only learn the whole picture in God's time. Then the lightning of divine revelation 
makes everything clear. Joseph is the least holy of the three, yet he is the head of the holy family. Mary and Jesus were the most obedient. God's way of doing things is always full of surprises. Isn't it often true that we men recognize that our wife and children are holier than us? Joseph, the head of the Holy Family, will do the worrying, the deciding, the dreaming, the naming, the supporting, and the renouncing in his vocation as the one who spends himself for his wife and the divine child who is his foster son. Joseph's openness to God and his willingness to start again from zero to build his life according to God's plan serves as a model for all men. Oh, may we be more like Joseph. Have a wonderful day. This is Jimmy Sagers. Thank you, James and Father Chris. It's 11 after the hour. Happy Monday, everyone. Welcome back to Wake Up. Thanks for tuning in also on Catholic Life Television in Baton Rouge and WLAE in New Orleans. And right now we have some events we want to share with you, in particular in New Orleans, as a matter of fact. The final performance of the Daughters of St. Paul's Choir is coming uh, to New Orleans December 20th. It's entitled Come to Bethlehem. It's going to be a beautiful concert held at Jesuit High school auditorium. In fact, New Orleans is one of only four cities in which this tour is stopping, and New Orleans happens to be the last spot that they're going to perform. Among the nine-member choir are two local daughters of St. Paul who live and work at the Pauline Bookstore on uh, Veterans Highway in Metairie, Sister Mary Martha Moss and also Sister Ann Flanagan. They'll be singing. So again, it's Come to Bethlehem Concert performed by the Daughters of St. Paul Choir this coming Wednesday, 6 o'clock, December 20th, and the doors open at 5. It'll be at Jesuit High School Auditorium. That's on Bank Street, if someone doesn't know where Jesuit High is. And if you want more ticket info, go to ccmedia.live. St. Peter's Catholic School will have their open house on Friday, January 5th at 9 a.m. The open house is for students who are entering, who will be entering pre-K through 7th grade. And to RSVP, go to go to ccmedia.live. We'll put the link there for you to RSVP, too, because it's tough to translate here. So ccmedia.live, yes. go there. Well, today happening over at St. George Catholic Church in Baton Rouge at 7 p.m., Dr. Amy Goudier will be speaking about relics and the fascinating bodies of the saints. The presentation will take an in-depth look at relics and the bodies of the saints that have been studied using modern technology of today. You can go to ccmedia.live for more information. I'm going to that tonight. Well, good. I'm looking forward to that. She's really, really good. There you go. You know, the light is on and I'm not talking about Motel 6. No, it's on for you right now because Sacramento Reconciliation is being held at Our Lady of Mercy Catholic Church in Baton Rouge from 6 to 7.30 this Wednesday, December 20th. So the light is on. That's the big campaign the diocese is promoting for you to go to reconciliation before Christmas gets here. Also, Our Lady of Mercy Catholic Church is having a married couples retreat. That'll be March 9th and 10th at St. Joe's Joseph Abbey in Covington. For more info, go to ccmedia.live. Make plans to attend the St. Agnes Gala in Baton Rouge. It's coming up January 12th. That's pretty soon. A Friday evening. 
It's going to be from 6 to 9 p.m. at Drusilla Place. Uh, tickets are $150 a person or $1,200 for a table of 10. There'll be a cocktail hour silent auction beginning at 6 p.m. That'll be followed by dinner and a guest speaker, Kathleen Beckman. Yes, Kathleen Beckman. She'll be speaking on the light shines on the uh, on. How, let me do this. Uh, the light shines on in the darkness. Practical insights to protecting yourself and your loved ones. She's leaving a light on, too. Go ahead, Boy, huh? Oh, go to ccmedia.live, yeah. and that way you can understand what I just tried to say. Yes, real quick, the Diocese of Homo Thibodeau is planning the March for Life. You can sponsor someone by going to ccmedia.live. This is a trip that this, this young person will never forget, so definitely go and check right. that out. Okay, well, Nicole Johnson's coming your way next here on Wake Up. Also, we have the Saint of the Day. It's a Paisan here on Wake Up. This is Franciscan Media's Saint of the Day for December 18th. Today we celebrate Blessed Anthony Grassi. From an early age, Anthony Grassi seemed destined for the priesthood. As a schoolboy in northern Italy, he frequented the local church of the Oratorian Fathers and was devoted to Our Lady of Loretto. He joined the oratory at 17 and prepared for ordination. At age 29, he was struck by lightning while praying at the Holy House of Loretto. Paralyzed, Anthony expected to die, but instead he recovered in a few days and found he'd been cured of an acute stomach problem. Each year afterwards, he made a pilgrimage of thanksgiving to the Holy House. Anthony became an outstanding confessor. Simple and direct, he listened carefully to penitents, said few words, and frequently drew on his gift of reading consciences. Over the years, Anthony served in leadership positions in his community. A quiet person and a gentle superior, he didn't know how to be severe. He refused social or civic commitments and instead used that time to visit the sick, the dying, or anyone else needing help. No longer able to preach or hear confessions, Anthony was bedridden when he finally died in 1671. He was beatified in 1900. The new Saint of the Day app is available now for your smartphone or tablet. From Franciscan Media, this has been Saint of the Day. It is 19 past the hour. You are tuning your heart to the truth. I'm Gabby Smith, along with David Dawson and Damian Collado. Our first guest today is Nicole Johnson. She's a creator of My Christmas Angel, an alternative to Elf on the Shelf. Or the angel can join the elf on the hmm. shelf, and then that's a party. Hmm. So good morning, Nicole. Thank you for being with us Looking today. Looking forward to this. Good morning. Thank you for having me. <laughs> I only say that because the Elf on the Shelf is a little mischievous person and uh, is up to no good, you know. What? But yes. Nicole, yes, I, I, tell I, us a little yeah. bit about really, the My I don't Christmas Angel. I'm, you know, I'm not a fan yeah. of him either, it's but it's I thought he'd be an, an alternative. I, I, I keep being told, don't touch him because he's got magic powers. I want to hear about this angel, though, because that angel's got to yeah, be better. Yeah, I want to yeah. hear about it too. Yeah, Nicole, so, tell um, us a little bit about it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so the angel, I mean, you know, you definitely, angels, you know, bring good news. So you always want to touch and hug good news. Um, so there's 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 not a, a magic a, a, um, attached to the angel um, of no touching. Um, and my other thing about the elf is that, you know, you're, you're, 
teaching children uh, to me that you're good because the, the elf is watching and going to report to Santa. And I really like to teach my children that we are good all year long, not just when an elf is watching, and we want to be virtuous. Yeah. And, um, and so that's kind of the the opposite message, I guess, really, of the angel. But the angel comes from heaven every Advent and brings all of the stories of those who waited for Jesus before the first Christmas morning. So it's kind of like that thing where, you know, children still want to have the fun and the joy um, of living in the world, Mm. but without being of the world. And so you can give them that with the angel of it. The angel moves every day. And so they wake up and they get dressed and they're excited to go find where the angel is and what fun thing has, um, happened overnight, um, that the angel brings. And so then they try to guess what story it is. And then, you know, wait all day to try to think if they can get all the details to the story to put together that evening when we light our Advent candle and sit around and talk about the story that our angel brought. So, so the elf moves and does something different. He's very creative, I have to say. He has a lot of time to think about what he's going to do next. Yeah. What about the angel? What does she? What does the angel bring uh, throughout the day? Can you give some examples of what you have seen? I only ask oh, because yeah. some so, children maybe have maybe listening to this interview. Oh yeah. So I've seen um, um, the. One of my favorite ones that I've seen that the angel has brought was uh, um, little, it just looked like a little cloud at first, um, and then the um, children put it into the bathtub that night, and the cloud moved across the water and created a rainbow. What? Wow. Yes, and so then they were they were easily able to guess what story it was because they knew the story of the rainbow that... um, had been been promised, um, and so that was probably one of my favorites that I've seen. Um, and then I've seen some hard ones too, where um, they um, the children have woken up and seen that there is um, under the uh, uh, the tree were were um, pajamas, but the the angel was sleeping and had like a little thought bubble coming out from um, her dreams maybe um and in the thought bubble it was um that she was being called during the night and so that was kind of a hard one of thinking like who during the night might have been called um and and so you know they they had to think a long time about that one but i saw that one and thought it was a cute way that the um, children were able to receive some christmas pajamas um so sometimes she i've seen that she brings some gifts with it too um and then that was the story of samuel being called um in the middle of the night which was really fun Wow. Um, so is, is each night, is each night, Nicole, kind of a different biblical theme or how, how can, um, how does the angel kind of present, you know, during the day when the children wake up? Um, you mean like, where is she? 
No, I, well, because you talked about the cloud turning into a rainbow and that resembled Noah's Ark. And then you were talking about uh, the dream. And every, so is it a kind of a biblical theme uh, that every day oh, yes. the yes. angel brings it's, something? Oh, okay. Yes. Well, she she doesn't always necessarily bring a gift. Um, sometimes I've seen where uh, she was in a room and the room was covered in little plastic frogs. And, um, oh, that's cute. Plastic frogs, <laughs> oh, um, frogs. which was uh, frogs, yes, okay. which was a fun way to, to see um, the place yeah. for Moses. Okay. Um, and yeah. so, you know, not necessarily a gift. Um, has also, It's always a biblical story of uh, those characters uh, from the Old Testament who were waiting for that promise of the Messiah before the first Christmas morning. So um, lots of different ways, and sometimes it's been real simple. Sometimes they've, I've seen where they've woken up and the kid's Bible was open up to a story, ah. um, which mm-hmm. was really nice. And so then the, the children have been able to sit down and um, read from their Bible a, a story. Um, mm-hmm. So there's been all kinds of different adventures that have come throughout the years that I've been able to see. Um, sometimes there's been bread all over the floor, uh-huh. um, and, <laughs> which is fun, too. So uh, sometimes the angel can, can make a mess and have yeah. some manna up there. Manna everywhere, um, yeah. So, yes, so, so that, leads me, that leads me to the question, Nicole, there must be a male and a female angel, because the female angel would, would never up. leave a mess yes. on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> the answer to that I is yes. That each person gets to, um, you know, figure out their own name for their own angel. But yes, females would never make such a mess. But are there two different types <laughs> of angel? Is there a male and female, or it doesn't? There, there is only one okay. um, type of angel. Yes, um, okay. and um, you know, each each family names their own angel. That's awesome. That's so cute, Nicole. When does the angel first start appearing? The first day of Advent. Oh, we're late. Okay. Yes. Get your well, angel that's now. That's something to think um, about next the year. Advent, the whole, <laughs> yes, the whole yes. time of Advent. Mm-hmm. Right. And then our angel at our house always stays um, because that's just the big, you know, when Christmas comes, um, then um, that's just beginning the Christmas season. And so um, our... Um, angel always stays all the way through the whole Christmas season. Okay. And and where does the angel hang out, or does the angel move around throughout the yeah, Advent season? Yeah. Oh, she moves around to different rooms yeah. and different scenes okay. throughout the house, and makes it a, a fun journey of um, being able to find her the next day. And and can the little one that. touch the angel? Is that okay? Oh yes. Yeah. There you go. Yes. There you go. All right. The okay. elf's already yeah. got. He, he's already got a couple of negatives yeah, compared to the issues. angels. Yeah. 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 She so, said right. you could hug the angel, and that's the yeah, children love, love to it. hug the yeah. angel. I love that. So, so it's like a it's like a little <laughs> angel doll, and it comes with a book. Am I getting this right, or is it just something yes, that? That's right. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. And um, I've seen where um, you know she leaves notes um, <laughs> also, and um, I know that. Uh, she has said, you know, bring me to your Advent wreath at night um, oh. when you're sitting around mm-hmm. talking and, and let me participate um, in, in sitting around during the discussion. Um, so, yeah, wow. definitely. That's nice. I love it. Nicole, um, you know, where can we go to maybe take a look at the angel and the book and maybe something to consider for next Advent? 
Um, you can go to the website, mychristmasangel.org, and be able to see all about um, the angel mm-hmm. for, for next year. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. And real quick, what, are you the creator? What was the inspiration behind this? Because I've gotten some requests about you, and because there are so many different alternatives to an elf on the shelf. It's really quite funny. The, um, yes, so um, I was having a discussion um, with my um, a family member and about the elf. And, um, you know, I, I said I, d- I didn't want to do the elf in our family. And um, I was kind of told I was boring and um, that I, I w- wasn't letting my children have fun. And so I went to the Adoration Chapel and prayed about it. And from Adoration came this this is what god uh kind of told me was that Mm -hmm. um we needed a way for children to live in the world without being of the world and to be able to um really focus on advent and not hustle into christmas the minute that thanksgiving was finished Mm -hmm. and really prepare Mm -hmm. our hearts and um, our homes for the place for christ to come and dwell not just beautiful you know one day on his nativity feast of the nativity but um all year long and um so that was really how it how it was birthed there you go I love it. Nicole Johnson with My Christmas Angel. You can go to mychristmasangel.org to check this out. I have it linked in the comment section for today's Facebook Live video. Thank you so much, Nicole, for joining us today. Thank you very much. All right. Have a happy Advent and a blessed Christmas to you and your family. I'm I'm glad there's an alternative to the Elf on the Shelf. he kind of creeps me out, you know. So, I like so that. he's a little mischievous guy. Yeah, he gets well, into some some bad yeah. things are, sometimes. Are, are you saying so. that Lisa, <laughs> like his attitude. Lisa may not be your angel anymore? <laughs> she is definitely my angel. Oh, okay. yeah, but she doesn't like sit around and play pranks on me and you know tell on me and stuff That's, like that. Well, okay, wait a minute. Uh, Maybe she stay with us. We have to go to break. It is half past the hour on Wake Up. <laughs> All right, folks, 35 after the hour, 25 before the top. Welcome back to Wake Up with us now, our friend on Monday mornings, Alan Big Al Migliorato, co-author of Failing Forward, Leadership Lessons for Catholic Teens Today. And pretty interesting topic, to say the least. It's on dating, the dating game with teens and Breaking up is hard to do, so they say. And so what we want to do is find out exactly what dating looks like these days since alan has some teenagers i figured he'd give us some first-hand insight alan hey good morning y'all happy <laughs> to be here merry christmas everybody merry christmas yes merry christmas so, so uh are our, our, our teens are teens rocking around the christmas tree this time of year or what yeah yeah dating you know dating is one of those uh those topics where Parents cringe when they when their kids get uh, old <laughs> enough, and what is old enough, yeah. you know. And I, there's one word that comes to mind when we talk about dating, and that's forgetfulness. And I'll tell you what I mean. So parents forget what it was like to be a teenager, and teenagers forget that their parents were ever teenagers. <laughs> right. So there, you know, there's there's that that dynamic where you don't know how I feel, and it's like maybe I forgot how you feel, but I know what you're thinking, you know, and that's why I don't want you dating. And and there's you know there's a there's that dynamic that we need to to really create dialogue. And why do you want to date, or what does dating look like, and how is it different than friendship? And by the way. 
and I mentioned this to you earlier, my oldest daughter, who's 20, just broke up with her boyfriend. And I just would like to thank all of your listeners for praying for that because I was hoping for that <laughs> one for a long We don't yeah. have to keep her on the warrior prayer line anymore. Uh, we can take her oh off now. Oh, my gosh. You keep it up. Keep <laughs> praying, man, because you never know. You just never know. Well, you know? I yeah, it's my, you know. As a parent, you, you get that gut feeling. You see the the red flags pop up, and you're like, you know, you what you want to do is run in and go, hey, get get away from this guy. The minute that you say that, they're, they 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 latch on even. They're tighter. drawn to him, ah, yeah, yeah. They wow. they attach yeah. to him more. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, you think about like running in and trying to save somebody from falling off a ladder, and you just run into the ladder, and you know they fall even harder. So <laughs> I, I think it's strategic and just you know open dialogue so what is it what is it that you see in this person you know so tell me about like how they make you feel like what, what you like about them are they are they good are they good catholic good christian yeah oh, oh they're not okay okay and then you know our, our alarms are going off we're like run 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 you know like this is not a good guy but you can't you can't really tell that you got to kind of hint at it and say hey you know what I've done is create with my daughters an open dialogue where they kind of ask my opinion on stuff. And once they ask, I tell them. But, you know, like, I'll, I'll just not even give hints or being passive-aggressive. It's just like, oh, oh did, did, did you talk to your boyfriend last night? No, he didn't call. He was, you know, I, I couldn't get a hold of him. Oh, okay. And, and I'm like, oh, well, well, good. You know, like, I'm, I'm, I'm good with that. So were you were you compassionate and, and sympathetic when you got the news? I mean, internally you were probably going hip hip hooray, but but uh, in in front of her you couldn't really be doing that. She'd have been a little offended, I would think. Yeah, so that's the uh, that's the dance, right? Where you you don't want to like cheer and say I told you so, and I, I why didn't you listen to me to begin with? Because right. the minute again that we do that, the next opportunity that comes up or the next situation, you're not going to hear anything. You won't even know she's dating, or, or right. he's dating. You know, like you won't even you won't even know your kids are dating somebody or, or trying to date somebody or seeing somebody or they call it talking. If you're talking to somebody, apparently, that's more like a serious kind of thing. Yeah, I'm talking to someone. I'm like, oh, I don't hear you talking. They're like, no, not talking, but we're talking. Mm. What? What are you talking about? <laughs> you know? <clears throat> so, yeah, I, what I did is I just said, okay, well, I'm here for you. If, you know, if I love you, and I'm, and I'm sorry that you're feeling bad. And I, and I shut up. And that's the hardest thing, as you, as you know, for me to do is to be quiet. Because it's one of those times where you want to say all these things like, you know, yeah, he didn't deserve you and he wasn't that good for you. And I knew from the beginning and I'm glad you finally saw it, but I'm not going to do that. Yeah. And, and it's a tough thing not to do because all I do is, look, I care about my daughter. I love her. I don't want her to be sad, but I also don't want her to be unhappy the rest of her life and right. not experience true joy right. with yeah. someone who loves Christ mm -hmm. and, and brings her closer to Christ. Exactly. So, yes, I... I just, you know, said, hey, I'm here for you. You know, you can tell me anything. I said, I'm not going to ask you any questions. If you want to tell me, I'm here for you. Well, you know. And she was like, oh. <laughs> they're, they're, the studies are out, and they're saying teens are having a tougher time dating now than in years past. In fact, in 1991, only 14% of high school seniors did not date. And as of 2013, the last latest survey, uh, that number jumped to 38% of high school seniors had not dated. And part of the problem, they're saying, is the fact the influx of cell phones and the cocooning aspects. COVID hasn't helped, of course. But they do need to talk. And more importantly, as parents, we need to, as they get into the dating game, so to speak, 
we need to make sure we provide the guidance and I guess safety rules if there's such things to share with them just to make sure uh, things you know they 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 stay out of trouble if nothing else. Yeah, and, and like, what is the right age to date? You know, I think every right. every kid's got their own their own, or every teenager's got their own or parent. Um, so how can, were can how old were yours person. when you started those conversations? Well, they were they were interested in boys. You could see around ten, eleven, twelve. You know, and then I think by twelve or thirteen, they're going to like movies as a group. You know, mm-hmm. like several guys and several girls together, mm-hmm. and like more individual dates where we're like freshmen in high school, like thirteen, fourteen. Um, but it was more like, you know, you're gonna, I'm going to drop you off at the movies. I'm going to pick you up at the movies. Actually, I went on all of my daughter's first dates with them. <laughs> the first one wow. was, it was not planned, but they were going to a movie, and it was, it was like White House Down or something like that. And it was rated R, but it was, you know, they, they, they were trying to get into this movie, and they couldn't get in. And I'm like, well, I looked it up, and there's not a whole lot of, like, really bad things happening in this movie. So I was like, you know, I, I mean, you're old enough. I'll, I'll sit in the movie with you, and if there's anything bad that happens, we're out. And I know a lot of parents are like, you let her see an R-rated movie? And I'm thinking, just stay with me on this story. So I'm like, look, you want me to sit in between you guys? I'll pass you the popcorn, and then I get the, old ro- the eye roll, you know? And it's oh like, gosh. no, like, you're lucky you're in this movie. I'm like, you're lucky you're in this movie, you know? Uh, but it happened with all three of my daughters. Their first date was a movie, and I ended up – the other two were not like a rated R movie, but I went and sat with them, like, behind or in front of them, I think, in the movie. Oh and then when it was over, we, I, we left, you know, and her, his dad – uh, picked him up and I took my daughter home and then yeah. that was more like they don't know how to date you know and I think that's like we what to teach our kids what does it mean to date my middle daughter had a boyfriend who was at who asked me if it was okay if he if he dated my daughter and I thought that was kind of cool mm-hmm. and I said well I go what does that look like I go you guys have been friends for a while so how does that look different to you uh, as, as dating and he goes I don't I don't know and I said does it mean like you're gonna hold hands and stuff like that is it is it more of a physical thing he goes, well, maybe. And I go, so do you think like dating just means more physical, uh, physical, you know, intimacy? He's like, well, no, not no, no. Oh, <laughs> I'm man. like, so you're telling me you want to be physically intimate with my daughter? No, I was giving this kid a hard time. Wow, I like it's him. evident. Guy. And he was, <laughs> yeah. He, yeah. Did he, well, he, did he like, come I, back I around, or he, he never came back? <laughs> well, no. He, I said, I said, here's what I go. Here's what I'd like to do. I said, I'd like you to think about what dating means, okay? And I want to make sure that you're respecting my daughter at all times, no matter what. I said, so if if there's a time where she feels disrespected. I'm going to feel disrespected. I said, I just want to leave it at that, you know, and so make sure that you're not doing anything you wouldn't do if the Lord or if I was sitting in the same car or anywhere near you. And like my mom, that was my mom's thing with me. She goes, don't do anything that you wouldn't do if I was sitting right next to you. And I was like, oh, Oh, wow. I can't get that image out of my head. How am I supposed to make out with a girl? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, uh, no, I won't. I won't. uh, Nope. Say any secrets about between me and my teens when they were my kids were teens. I'll leave it at that. Any advice? We got 30 seconds. uh, Any tips that you could just rattle off or where they can go to get more information on how to help your teen in the dating game? Yeah, you know, be open, be open and honest with your kids and, and try to create that where they don't feel afraid to approach you. And, you know, if you'd like more tips or stuff, you can look us up on AdventureCatholic.com. we got all kinds. Of, actually, my book, The Manly Art of Raising a Daughter, has really good tips, on, not just for men who have daughters, but uh, for, for, for parents on dating boy or girl if they have uh, kids or boys or girls. This is a, is a really good tips in the book. 
uh, you know, and what to avoid, what to look for, and how to keep a focus on Christ. So AdventureCatholic.com. Thank you very much, Alan Migliorato, so much uh, to have you. Have a Merry Christmas, and uh, we'll talk to you in the new year. God bless. All right, God bless. All right, Dr. David Witten from Fran U is with us in the studio. We're going to be talking some gospel here on Wake Up. Forty-eight past the hour, you are tuning your heart to the truth. I'm David Dawson, along with Gabby Smith and Damian Collado. And right now, we have a dear friend, Dr. David Witten. He's a professor of theology at Franciscan Missionaries of Our Lady University. Friend you is what we like to call it for it's a lot easier to say. And uh, today we're going to talk about uh, the gospel of the day. Welcome back. Always glad to be here. And happy you're here, at the, especially this time, because, I mean, we've got the Christmas story in a nutshell today, right? It's a lovely story, right, uh, yeah. from Matthew about uh, the birth of, of Jesus and, um, you know, the story of, of uh, Joseph and Mary. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we have Christmas hymns, obviously, about this. And the verse I want to uh, focus on is where it says, All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said to the prophet, Behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall name him Emmanuel, right? And we have, you know, come, oh, come, come, Emmanuel, yep. and, mm-hmm. and so on. Um, and so we often think about that, as we should, uh, as a, a Christmas song, right? And a Christmas term, you know, so we think about, you know, the prophecy of, of uh, Emmanuel coming, right? That God is with us. Um, that's and what that Emmanuel just, means. Right, right. right. That's God what, that's is with us. Right, okay. God is with us. Um, and, you know, so it was a great promise to the Jewish people that God would always be present with them, but probably not quite the way they were thinking, right, mm-hmm. um, in this person uh, of Jesus. Uh, but, you know, that's at the very beginning of the gospel. And people, sometimes you get so much distance between one verse and the other that you don't realize, but that's also how the gospel of Matthew ends. Right, the very last verse, I'm going to read it to you. Okay. So this is right okay. after Jesus tells everybody to go out and baptize, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and he says, teaching them to observe all that I've commanded you, and behold, I am with you always until the end of the age, mm. right? Okay. So, so you get this idea at the very beginning that God is with us, and then Jesus' then says, promise, the, the very last verse huh. of Matthew is, I'll always be with you. What great bookends. Right, that exactly. Is wild. Right, yeah. so everything in between is in some sense about how God is with us in this person of Jesus. Wow. And, and so as we're thinking about Advent... Right, it's not about just the past event. Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. you know that Jesus promised He was going to be with all of us until the end of the age. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and so, as we you know, as we think about O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, it's not just about Christmas. It's about Christ coming into our own lives now. Yeah. Christ being present uh, with us uh, every day. And yeah. Of course, most especially as we think about the Eucharistic revival. Of course, Christ is with present us. with us every time. We receive the Eucharist. I will be with you always, and there he is. And always. there he is, right? Right. right. I, I'm, I'm noticing, you know, when I was I was looking this up, and I look up Isaiah, and uh, uh, and they shall call him Emmanuel, uh, that part, you know, mm-hmm. uh, behold, a virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall call him Emmanuel, and I'm seeing other versions of it, and one is written with an I, one is written with an E, is that just a translation thing? Or just a, yeah. Just, just a translation thing. That's, that's, uh, and then, and then you were talking earlier about um, how it, he came, and it wasn't expected to be that way. Here right. you got the prophet Isaiah, and you got Jewish people, and the prophet saying this. But did they well, overlook this? They're thinking of a Messiah, but they're they're thinking, I think, in a, in a very sort of different way, right? Um, 
some conqueror coming in and kind of a conqueror. Uh, I mean, in sort of Jewish uh, kingship theology, if you will, they thought about um, the kings as a kind of son of God. Yeah, and, and the Romans certainly thought about you know, that's how they thought about their their emperors that way. Uh, but this is a very different kind of king, right? It's a it's a servant king, right? Uh, if you will, I mean, as, as he also says in Matthew, right? I didn't come to be served, but to serve, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, which is one of the really key verses I think for for the Gospel of Matthew. So it's a and but yet also this idea that right that God could really become man uh, and be you know that was. Uh, Always controversial among Jewish people as they interacted with Christians. So this is one of the, the sort of classic objections that, that Jews had against Christians: is like, how could some, uh, you know, a spiritual God, a God who's without a body, God who's uh, unbounded by anything, actually take the form of a human being? Mm-hmm. How could a God who's omnipotent take on the weak form of, right. of, a, of, a, of a child? Right. So in that sense, it's it was completely unexpected, mm-hmm. uh, the kind of uh, God, the kind of incarnation that we got, right, from a baby. Okay. Right? So that means then, uh, as far as the early church, we had the early church, and, and a lot of these people were, I mean, beforehand they were Jewish, right. converted to the Jewish faith. Is that what was caused of, of the the um, schism, if you will, uh, the, the, you know, saying... You know, we we had a problem with that. Folks accepting Christ as Christ's divinity, if you will, right? right? Absolutely, yeah. From, from the very beginning, so that, mm-hmm. that was one of the the early questions uh, that you get, for instance, with Arius and Athanasius yeah. in, in the fourth century. Like, okay, in what way is Jesus divine? Is it something that he sort of received? Uh, you know, is he somehow subordinate to, to the Father? Yeah. Uh, is the Son subordinate to the Father and becoming incarnate? Uh, and the answer. Fundamentally, was no. He mm-hmm. has to be fully divine in order for us to be saved. The only way we can be saved is by God. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Precisely because, uh, you know, if if it's a creature that saves us, well, creatures come in and out of existence. And yes, so if our, right, right. Our salvation is attached to something that can come in and out of existence. Then so can our salvation. Yeah. Go in and out of existence. That's so you need something that's eternal uh, and eternally able to save you. And that can only be a divine being. That's so beautiful. That's, the sun. that's beautiful. So this whole Christmas story, pretty much unexpected, uh, it comes in and turns everything on its ear. Absolutely. Right? That's yeah. That, <laughs> it's a, I, I, when I talk to my students about it, I talk about it like there's this great inversion of expectations. Yes. Of what you know. I mean, not just in well, in, throughout in, his in, whole and in, 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 including in his, his yeah. teaching, right? Yeah. So when he be, he gives the beatitudes in, in Matthew five. You know, and the idea that you get out of Deuteronomy 28, for instance, is if you do good, good things are going to happen to you. Mm-hmm. If you do bad, bad things are going to happen to you. But if you notice when he talks in, in, in um, the Beatitudes, it's all about, you know, blessed are the poor. Right, right. Right. So it's actually it's like the the one who are the poorest are actually the well, ones wait, who are good things blessings. didn't happen to <laughs> Right, exactly. So so there's this inversion of expectations, which is part of what made him so controversial. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, is that you know, the way everybody thought things were were and were going to be weren't actually how God sort of set them up. Yeah. And so these blessings were there for, for the poor people. And um, here and here we are thousands of years later and it still works. And he's still with us. <laughs> yes, and it still works. God is still but. with us. And and so, you know, the, the Christmas story isn't just a past story. Yeah. It's a yeah. it's a promise to to the future that God will be with us until the end of the age. But way to kick us off on a mm-hmm. on the uh, 
third Monday of Advent as we uh, as I mean <laughs> we speed on into the Christmas uh, to Christmas Day. So thanks for joining us again. Always great to be here. I appreciate that. And uh, when we see it again, it'll be next year. It will be so, and we're looking forward to that. Yeah. All right. Hopefully, we'll all stay healthy along the way. That would be lovely. Thank we'll you, Doctor David Whitten. All right. Dr. David, thanks for being with us. Indeed. Have a blessed Christmas as well, my brother. All right. Well, you know, today's gospel also mentions St. Joseph, and in a way, it's uh, sort of like the second annunciation when you think about it, because the angel came to him in a dream, and he had to follow suit too. He had to do the will of God. Mm. So we're going to ask St. Joseph in our prayer as we wrap up the show to be our guide in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Amen. Glorious St. Joseph, spouse of the Immaculate Virgin, obtain for me a pure, humble, charitable mind and perfect resignation to the divine will. Be my guide, my father, and my model through life, that I may merit to die as you did in the arms of Jesus and Mary. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us today. Big thank you to Karen Cotton, our video technical director, and Jeff Blackwell, our audio director. Without them, you wouldn't be here in today's show. We wouldn't be looking this good on a Monday morning. So thank you both. And we're looking forward to tomorrow's show with you. We have events in our listening area. Steve Ray, Catholic convert and pilgrimage leader, joins us. Donna Marie Cooper, a Boyle Catholic author, will talk about Advent and Our Lady of Fatima. And Joseph Pierce will talk about his new book, The Good, The Bad, and The Beautiful. Have a wonderful Monday. Thank you for being with us today. God bless. is a production of Catholic Community Media.